Hello and welcome to Southwest News Media's Sports Podcast, Sports for Dummies. I'm Eric Croucher with Tom Chardon, Dan Huss, and Todd Avon. For the week of April 5th, 2019, we're talking about the Final Four tournament happening in Minneapolis this weekend, and baseball and softball gets underway. Well, you want to start off with your uh, story about your son trying to steal the Cubs World Series trophy? <laughs> March Madness. Uh, yeah, no, vacation was somewhat enjoyable. I don't know how you guys feel about vacation, but uh, the first couple days are nice to decompress, and then the rest of it is just stressful because you're spending your entire day with kids instead of just part of a day. So we went to Chicago. Crouchers went to Chicago, did not go to Texas, did not go to Boston, did not go to Florida. Six hours in a car was long enough. Especially when you have a two-year-old over there who has to go to the bathroom about once every, like, 45 minutes. So, but, uh, yeah, went to Chicago, did did the deal, did the L, and a funny story came out of Wrigley. We stopped in. Place is completely under construction. A good thing they don't have a home game for, like, another, like, 10 days, I think. Uh, We walked into the front office. World Series trophy, 2016, right there. Taking pictures of my five-year-old Connor. And all of a sudden, just hear a security guard start yelling, get away from the trophy, get away, or something like that. There was Jake, our two-year-old, under the ropes, grabbing for it. So if you look back on Twitter from last week, you'll see a picture of these little two-year-old hands about a foot away from uh, that trophy. And so my son tried destroying Chicago Cubs World Series trophy. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd have been the new Bartman. Maybe he's an Indians fan. Maybe. Are you an Indians fan? He's got a Twins shirt on today, so first place Minnesota Twins. So, yeah, Chicago was good. Now it's getting back into swing of things. Hus, Hus found some Hus beer in uh, Arizona. Yeah, we found the Hus Brewery in uh, Tempe, Arizona. By accident? or is your By accident. <laughs> was it a good brew? It was. It was. Did you bring some for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not. So did you drink some and then go free climb with your daughter? No, we, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the climbing opportunities in Arizona are unbelievable. I mean, if, if, you, if nobody has ever done that, that's something you should do. And the best quote my daughter had was, uh, we finished this climb and it was, it was uh, about three miles, and they say it takes two to three hours. And Britt finished it, and she said, you know, I either underestimated the cli- this hike or I overestimated my ability. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a senior in high school. And she's so, a senior Mike, in yeah. high school who, who swims all yeah, year. So, so how would you handle it? Oh, I made it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was winded going up two flights of stairs to get to the L. Yeah. Can't imagine doing a three mile. <laughs> well, make sure you can free climb. Wow, documentary. We can documentary. I want to see you hanging from a cliff. <laughs> I think Huss had it right though. Get in the plane. Get there. Don't spend half of your trip uh, driving, especially with kids. Holy moly! So next year, we're getting on a plane, uh, Jake, and we're going somewhere nice and warm. Not it was thirty-seven degrees and windy and wind in the windy city. So. That's not much spring break weather, but what can you do? We had uh, 
80 and sunny, yeah, 80 no. and sunny, 80 and sunny. It never changes. I was already tired of it. He was complaining about <laughs> 80 and sunny. It was too hot for you? No, it just was the same it's weather, he said. 80 yeah. sunny, 80 sunny, forest fire. <laughs> sunny, forest fire. Mountain lions. Mountain lions. Those are fun. Dry heat. So we come back, and the Final Four is in town. Who's going to any games? I got potentially asked to freelance for the Louisville Courier, and now the lady is not getting back to me, so maybe they found an option. So I'm not going to the games, it doesn't seem like. But I got asked if I wanted to do it for some reason. Howard Sinker, who I think was in this room with us, he reached out to me. So, But no, just watch it. Weak field? I mean, as a, for Minnesota, could there be, outside of Michigan State, a weaker draw? Texas Tech? Virginia, they're all teams that uh, I haven't been here. Auburn. Haven't been there, but they'll come in droves. Auburn yeah. and Texas Tech will come. We have a ton of fans here. Yeah, go down to downtown Minneapolis Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It will be full of Texas Tech and Auburn fans. I would think. Not, and I don't know that it's necessarily a weak field. It's just not the marquee field. Everyone. Yeah, and he, I mean, I, I was thinking like you know, big names: Duke, Kentucky. They're each one game away from winning. And not that Michigan State, you know, they're pretty equal with Duke outside of the Trey Jones angle, but uh, I just thought that, you know, like, uh, if you had North Carolina, Duke, you know, it's te- teams like that, then all eyes are on, on the Twin Cities. Texas, I mean, great great stories, Texas Tech and Auburn. You know, Virginia losing last year to a 16 seed. Uh, Michigan State might be the best team still. Uh, playing, but I just think that like the intrigue is maybe the the, the big names. This uh, right. the the you know Zion. They just don't. There's no star. There's not as much star power. Then when you don't have the star power and yeah. you don't have any Minnesotans coming back, you know. The, oh, there's one kid. <laughs> there's a connection. Uh, Alex Spillum, former Chanass and you know three sport athletes. Mom told me Fred Hoiberg's son, who is a walk on for Michigan State. He lived in Chaska for like ten years while while Fred was playing with uh, the so Bulls. He's play? So he's one of us. No, he played like one minute against the in the route against the Minnesota. So he's not going to play, but he's one of us. Little Freddie Hoiberg's son. Don't even know his name, but he lived in Chaska. And now he's moving to Nebraska. Well, yeah, and well, I, mean, <laughs> I think he's in college now. But I know I was looking up, and they they, they lived in Illinois, obviously, with the Chicago Bulls. What do they stuff. call him? The Lieutenant Governor? I don't know, but we're the, no, the wait, mayor, mayor, the mayor, vice mayor, councilman, <laughs> councilman. <laughs> Who's gonna win? I'm going with Virginia, just because they're gonna be going from getting beat by a number 16 seed to going the next year and winning it all. I didn't realize they only lost three games all year. Virginia. Virginia. And two of them were to Duke. Whew. So you only have one loss to anybody else. But they, but they didn't cruise through the tournament. No, so well, nobody they, did. It was, no, but. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I think. So I, I can't remember what night Michigan State and Duke played their first, their Sweet 16 game, and they said, after I saw those two teams, I said, the winner of that Elite Eight match is going to win it all. And. You just look at the pedigree of those those teams. Michigan State, they find ways to win. They they have a coach that that knows how to win at this time of the year. And down the stretch against Duke, they just they did everything right to win that game. Um, and so 
I, I wouldn't bet against Michigan State, and uh, I would think there's a good good contingent of local fans that say, hey, let's cheer for the Big Ten. Yeah. So um, I, w- I wouldn't bet against Michigan State. I mean, Auburn's a nice run, but when you lose the you lose one of your top players, the survive was great, but in Texas Tech. When Texas Tech maybe be they, the best in the country. I know. It just they, you wonder when the bubble's going to burst for a team like that. And so I like Michigan State over Texas Tech. I like Virginia over Auburn and then Virginia. Virginia, Michigan State. Who had that at the, who had that at the beginning of the year? So, based on Virginia playing the way, the way they played last year, Michigan State's always good. I'm sure that's not a complete shock. No, yeah, they're about one two seed, so it's not like huge. But at the beginning of the season, you're like, uh, it was all Zion. Correct. Even the even at the beginning of the tournament, it was all everyone had Duke and you know Michigan State. I mean, I had Michigan State winning the winning that, but then losing in the championship to North Carolina. God. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I mean, it'll just be fun. it'll be a fun time for it's kind of like the Super Bowl where there's just a lot of festivities going on around the thing for local fans to go to. Yeah, I will avoid downtown. But what's but different, what's at different all costs. is you know Saturday will be our first you know flirting with seventy. I mean, people are gonna they're gonna want to be outside. Yeah. Compared to the Super Bowl and the Nicollet Mall, yeah, it was, it was still so, packed, even though it was yeah. cold out. Can you imagine Nicollet Mall now when they have their whatever they're doing fan fest oh, yeah. or whatever there, yeah. and it'd be seventy degrees on Saturday and Sunday? It's gonna be gonna be hopping, be a zoo down there. Yeah. Same thing at the convention center. The, that would be crazy too. Yeah, I saw a tweet from Gene Steratori, who was the the Super Bowl referee two years ago, and he was he's like, because I'd be in town for he does the the. He's the official guy, you know, that that looks at uh, replays during telecasts and tells him, you know, what do you see, Gene? He said he tweeted out, "Yeah, last time I was in Minneapolis, I was, you know, wearing it was like zero degrees, ten degrees, and so I told him he could pack shorts this uh, this time it was seventy degrees, but it, I mean, it's a good time, and you know, I mean, Saturday night at Final Four, you're gonna see two really good basketball games, hopefully, and then Monday it's. Let's put it on the TV and get down to work. But yeah, switch angles. Monday should be the opener of high school baseball. Shock me has the first game on Monday. Yeah, I think next week is. So yeah, Monday. Monday it all starts. Monday's when we get punched in the face. <laughs> I had a softball game yesterday. It did not go. Tennis match yesterday did not go. Yes, who played softball? Uh, Southwest Christian, big sixteen-one win at Providence Academy. Big one. But, uh, yeah, no, things really get going next week, don't they? Track some track this week, maybe a tennis match here and there. But Harley's got their track invites next week. Tennis, baseball, softball, they all open up. It's it's that time of the year, and Mother Nature is cooperating this year, which is, I, I was telling Dan, pretty much all my spring previews are just Give me a few few lines on who's returning, and then let's talk about Mother Nature uh, <laughs> being much better than last year because last year was such such a mess for the spring sports. And don't jinx it. Well, it's supposed to be rainy, but still, yeah, you're right. Don't jinx it. It is amazing though when you think about three weeks ago, yeah. people were thinking, "Geez, we're not going to play till May," and you can't hardly find a snow 
we'll pile in. Golf courses are opening oh, up on Friday. Right. Most golf, well, Stonebrook's already open. They've been open for two weeks. Yeah, Buff, Buff Creek and yeah, Shaska Chan open. Buff Creek opened in February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but most courses are open at like uh, the Wilds and the Legends, and I think Chaska Town Course are open Friday. Par 30 opens Wednesday. So. $10 for nine holes. Don't bring, don't bring the driver. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, it's so Chaska and Chanison are supposed to open baseball. Well, Chanison opens Tuesday, I think New Prague, but uh, uh, Chaska opens Thursday. Supposed to host Chanison. That's not gonna happen. That's eh, not gonna happen. Yeah, the athletic park maybe. When's that? Field when's that gonna be available? They're hoping for the back half of the high school season. So. Um, for those not familiar, uh, they had to flood the field. So when they built the levee, the levee is not built for major floods. That's, you know, that, that's, or a dike, I should say. I think that's what it's called. Or berm. Berm is the word. <laughs> uh, berm, uh, so th- it wasn't built like a levee to keep major floods out, like downtown Chaska. Uh, this, so this one, it, it was going to spill over the top of it. And if it did that, then you would get currents, I was told by the city guy who was really smart. Um, so they let, so when they built the berm, they built in gates that can let water in slowly or whatever. So it, it flooded, but once the water goes down, they can open the gates back up and the water will go back out. So they're hoping in a couple of weeks to, to do that, but boy, after, I mean, it happened five years ago and the park was shut down the entire year they redid everything it was like a you know like a ghost town um so i'm they're confident that that because there's no currents that it's just sitting water and it didn't kill everything so we'll see but the chaska cubs are crossing their fingers (laughs) you know the high school team you can you can do things there's not as many games but uh there's a few. The high school field is more of a JV park. There's Vets Park, which they used a couple years ago for some Cubs games. But are they going to do just use Chan Asin? I would. I would assume they use Chan and maybe ask uh, to play in Victoria a few games. Maybe it's time to relocate Athletic Park. It's a good question. <laughs> It'll never happen because it's the city of Chaska. I mean, it's one city of Chaska loves. I mean, that's that's their park. But you're right. Uh, I think a lot of people are just hoping that someday the U.S. Corps or whatever who owns that like, property around it will build up the levee to make this stop happening. It's been on the short list of projects to do for probably 20 years. <laughs> right. So, but it's just not a high enough priority. It doesn't none of the homes are affected or anything like that? So, just the ball field. Yeah, and there's a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of work put on that field. There's a lot of people that put a lot of time and investment into it. So. Um, I know that. Have they ever figured out the mosquito problem? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Ask Chapman about that. Yeah, no, they that you you don't at athletic you get out of there by eight o'clock, man. The, that's why I like Sunday games that start at six because I be I got I got two hours and I'm out. Like I ooh boy. So. Are the but, Hawks uh, or the Storm going to be any good? Baseball. Hard to tell. I mean, you know, like high school teams on paper can look good, and then just, you know, I would say Chanasson has more coming back. Chaska graduated a whole heck of a lot the last two years. They're going to have some nice pieces, but I think Chaska 
pitching is going to be the biggest the biggest thing that they they need to find. Chan Essen's got some good arms, and they got some good talent. One kid, Carson Haig, is going to North Dakota State. But uh, first-year head coach Ross Van Heuwen, he 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 takes over for AJ Pedersen, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Mentaka has got some top-end talent, and they just kind of rebuild every year. So, Eden Prairie, Eden Prairie's got some pitching, yeah. but you know we've talked about the need for a point guard in basketball, and especially girls basketball. I mean, when you're replacing a three-year starter at shortstop, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. The section's probably wide open. Yeah. Maybe Minnetonka's the favorite. Shock- yeah. Shockley should be pretty good. They return two strong pitchers. One, Colton Krantz, is going to Augustana, which is going to Division One next year. So then they got a couple other pieces. So they should be pretty good. Sure. How often has the favorite won that section? <coughs> baseball is, well, Minnetonka seems to win it all the year, but baseball is such Minnetonka a. won it last year, right? Yeah, they won it last year. Baseball is so hard, especially, you know, you got to get play so many games in a short amount of time and your pitching has to come through unless there's rain outs and they yeah. can stretch them out. I, I'd say the team to watch in section two is Adina. Adina's pretty pretty loaded this year and um they you were need an ace. Well but the thing is with the the tournament change in section two, they've shrunk it and they gave another week uh, to your regular season. So before you could just run with one two pitchers and just keep going boom boom boom. Uh, last year, Minnetonka had to, you know, go third. You know, they were in the winners bracket all the way through until the end, and they had to use three different arms to keep going because it's a shrunk tournament. Yeah. You know, Tuesday, Thursday. Well, that's what it should know. be. I Base- know absolutely. baseball is a game of you know pitching and depth, and it should like. There's one problem with the state tournament is they play their first two games in one day or maybe yeah, two days, and then the state this, the championship game is ten days later <laughs> where they can bring out their race. It never, it never used to be like they used to be. Friday, Saturday, Monday. Well, Thursday, Friday. Monday. When I was in Hutchinson, it was let's just say Thursday, Friday. You would play two games on Thursday, <laughs> and then the championship was on it's Friday. It's target field. It's target field. It's target field. So, like last year, Minnetonka played back to back days, and then it was supposed to be the third consecutive day on a Saturday, but because they had rain early in the morning, everything got pushed back. The the four A title game got moved to Monday. So then Stillwater was able to bring back its ace, uh, Gilbert, uh, and he shut him down. Right. So had, had it not been for that, and there's nothing you can do. I mean, there's, it's Mother Nature. But, uh, yeah, Minnetonka would have been – they would have had another arm where Stillwater <laughs> wouldn't have had their ace on the right. mound. Yeah, so that's the only – target field great for those kids to play, but it kind of stretches out the state tournament and yep. gives yeah. the team with the ace yeah. Yeah. an advantage. Absolutely. You, know. you got to get there. Yeah, Part, people should want play Prior Lake in the first round. I think they're they've got six straight losses in postseason play. Well, they're due then. Yeah, well, they got AJ Lattery in the mound. He's I think he's going to Oregon or Oregon State. That the big guy. The big guy. Yeah. They got some pitching. Their problem has always been the postseason. They're five and twelve in their last seventeen postseason games, and their regular season record is they're probably playing at a seven hundred clip in the regular season. And some of that section too. I yeah. mean, you, there's, there's They've no. They've been getting beat by. One year did Chan beat him last seed. year? Well, they had two. They might have been a two seed. Chan was a seven. Seven last year. Yeah. Got beat. Yep. And then they go up, get beat by. Then they got beat by Jefferson in the next game. But you, but know, you never know. I mean, almost everybody's got one. One guy, sure. and that's Bloomington yeah. Jefferson did that a couple years ago as like an eight, to eight because they had the kid who 
went to go to went is go pitching at Oklahoma. I mean, you in a one game scenario, right. it doesn't matter what your seed is, you know. Um, you don't want to get in the loser's bracket right away. It's no, you don't. It is really hard to get out of. And well, so, they pretty what a couple years ago went all the way through. They, they in the first they did. did they lose to Hanson? Yes, they did. And they went all the way around. I think that's Prior Lake's one win in their last seven. <laughs> well, they, when you get in the losers bracket, those games eventually catch up to you. Yeah, you can get past one or two in the losers bracket, then you're playing a game every day, yeah. and then yeah. you got to win two in the championship game, and then that's where the arm, you know, arm death comes into play. Burnsville's got a kid, Max Carlson. Obviously, you know his brother Sam, the Mariners, Mister Baseball. So on Twitter. Throwing, hit ninety six. Wow! From the gun, it's a junior. Shut it, shut it down. Just going to college. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have him. Wait, he'll just go right to the pros. Never mind. So I don't know how how big the radar gun was. It was more like sure. it's not a computer, but it said ninety six. I hope he, he was throwing uh, in like Arizona or Florida. And he took a to... lap after that. He was. They were pumped up. Whoever okay. there was there with him. I think Burnsville, uh, they were down that. That was their first losing season since 2003. Okay. But they bring him and three or four of their top hitters back. This could be a two-year run for them. Okay. Another one, maybe. Are they back at Alley Magnet, or are they still in that yeah, stinking high school field? They're always at Alley Magnet. They well, play their home la- games at Alley Last Magnet. year, a lot of they games got taken out of Alley Magnet yeah, in the summer. There was something going on there. I don't they're rebuilding Alley Magnet yeah. a couple years ago. Okay. That'll be interesting to see how how they uh, how they do. You know, they've always had such a good program. Yeah. Last year was kind of a Luke. down year for them. Sure. Carlson had kind of the same season as his brother did as a sophomore. Brother, they both started as ninth graders. Both were not good as sophomores. And then Carlson took off as a junior and had a great senior year. Max might be on that same. Maybe he's on that same path. Sure. Was he just wild, or I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, he would. They. I know Shoal likes to use seniors. He's more of a senior guy, and they had a kid last year that was a pretty good starter, Zach Matthews, and I think he pitched behind him a little bit. And it didn't seem like he. It looks maybe the shortened season hurt. Maybe it hurt Burnsville because of their lack of depth. I think they had behind those two guys, but. I don't know what the story. I mean, he didn't. He didn't overpower anybody like, like you think he could. Like sure. you expected him to. And the same. This, from what I understand, with Sam as his sophomore year, is they couldn't get him to stop throwing. He would go home and pitch, and then go in his backyard and throw another sixty pitches. He had a dead arm as a sophomore, and <laughs> finally they were like, "You need to back off." And he, he learned how to back off. Sure. So, softball. Softball. I think I. More I think about it, Chan. Favorite. Chan is probably the favorite along with Shakopee. Uh, I mean, Chan Essen just they. I, if my memory serves me, they have eight starters back from a team that should have been playing in the section final. They dropped a pop up, <laughs> and then they dropped a fly ball in left field, and then they dropped another fly ball in left field. You catch one of those three, and they're in the section final. So. Um, now they, the one person they, they lose is their number four hitter, or their pitcher, Maddie Schwartz, who's actually playing as a freshman at Wisconsin. Um, so, but her sister, 
uh, who was so good at younger ages that they just you couldn't let her play a 10U ball. She threw too hard, you know, uh, and it was the same thing with 12U. And so uh, she's a ninth grader, so we're going to see her for the next four years on the mound. I mean, she played first base as an eighth grader last year, and so they kind of just flip-flopped when whoever was pitching. So they're going to... They're, they're going to bring back, I think it's eight starters, you know, and um, shortstop Tori Tolson's <coughs> South Dakota State uh, 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 commit. She was on their state championship team. I mean, she mashes the ball at the top of the lineup. Um, they're just they're strong hitting, and in their dinky little ballpark, they'll hit 200 home runs <laughs> this year. So, uh, but they, 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 I love their, 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 park, their schedule. I mean, they schedule. Trouts. Janison has to play the, you know, the rich fields of the world. So their non-conference schedule is really fun. I mean, they, they bring down West Fargo, who who's the North Dakota champion. They play Buffalo at least once, twice. They play Eden Prairie. Um, there, there's some other really good games on their schedule. Like they 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 schedule the good Tushaka bees on their right. schedule. So um, so it's fun to see them play some really top top competition and it gets them ready for the playoffs. It's been a good program for for a number of years. Shockley should be pretty good for their state tournament run. But you talk about Chan Aston should have been in the section final if they make a couple catches. But yeah. you can look at the opposite of Shockley. If rain doesn't come in, do they even make a state tournament run and have these high expectations or is it do they just another think people think they're just another team this year because they didn't get to the state tournament because of a I don't want to say a lucky break, but a weather break from sure. when they were playing Prior Lake. But Shockley should be pretty good. They got they don't have a dominant pitcher, but they have three pitchers that they can throw out anytime and throw strikes and get out. So, I, I Shockley and Prior Lake will benefit from the South Suburban Conference. I mean, ECU is going to be tremendous this year. Ian, well, probably not as good as they have been. They'll still be a top three team in Section Three along with ECU and Park. Um, Lakeville North should be should be pretty good. South is going to be better than they have been, which doesn't say much. But there's only I, four. There's five teams in the South Suburban Conference that have committed. Have four teams at all five, all four levels. At four teams. Egan's back to four teams. <laughs> First time in seven North, years. Prior Lake, Shockby, and Rosemont. And Rose, yeah. Not have four level teams. Nope, they don't. And a lot of that is because... All the pitching is gone in the SCC. That's what Hayper said. It's going to be... He says Eastview is the team to beat because they yeah. have all the hitters They back. have all the hitters back. No, the pitching is gone. Osterhaus is gone. Alstrom's gone. Yeah. Gall from Eastview. Yeah, I heard Gone. It. Yeah. The pitching is gone in the SCC. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think here. As so a lot of 8-7, 10-8 games? Hapner said he was saying it's going to be – he favored Eastview just because of the hitting. Yeah. They got – there's the pitch – all the big arms are gone. Yeah. I mean, Egan would have a big arm this year as a sophomore. I'd be – my daughter's age, we had, a, we had a really good pitcher, one of the best in the state growing up. But she got hurt last year. I don't think she's made it back yet. So, um, it. So yeah, you're right. And it's as a softball parent, as a former uh, you know director of a program, you have three girls who pitch, and the rest don't want to have anything to do with it because it's so much work. And then the next year, you have two girls who can pitch. So pitching is one of those things where it if you don't if you don't hook them early, nobody's going to put the time in, and it's a lot of money for pitching lessons and. So, so we got a pitch for Burnsville. Osterhaus has been their number one starter five straight years, and 
became the number one starter as a seventh grader midway through the year. Yeah, she probably pitched ninety eight percent of. Well, and that's the thing you can you can just keep pitching, and so the girl behind her never gets any work, and right. You know, so that's they got always a new coach too. They got they brought Royce Eric Royce from the Burnsville baseball as assistant for Shoals since two thousand eight. He's gonna okay. take over that. He's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> that program is not the same. Eden Prairie you got, did you last got a year. place Osterhouse. They got one senior. It's a young, young group he's gonna have. They don't have the levels anymore. Then on the flip side, talking to Hafner for Prior Lake, first thing he said was, boy, it's nice to go into a season without massive expectations. Yeah. <laughs> they were ranked 15th in the nation last year. They've been one of the had three yeah. or four really good teams in a row. He goes, nobody's even talking about us. And he goes, it's kind of nice not to have that, that pressure on them. He thinks that they're – they've had the boppers the last couple of years. And I know he likes – the the big boppers, but they're gonna. They've got a strong sophomore class. Run. That they're gonna run. Well, yeah, as I say, they they small balled us over the years at that sophomore junior classes. So it's seventy kids tryout. So they've got massive, massive numbers. So will they be as good as they were last year? Uh, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, to, to have a would, pitcher to Would they do that. shock me if they were a fifteen win team and went in that sections and did some damage? And I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the expectations hurt them last year. Yeah, everybody expected them to go. Sometimes you just sometimes that get, gets to you. Yeah, gets to you know, especially the year before when they got beat by Chan in the championship game, and that whole group was coming back, and right away they were pegged. Yeah, this is the team, and they did. They they went fourteen and zero in the SEC. They had I think they were eighteen and two going in the playoffs, and then they get that rain out or the the game that was called, and then they go and they get a lucky break with the Chan Hassan win, and then. They destroyed Shockby in the first one. game, and you're thinking, okay, they're going to yeah. find their way through it, and somehow they lose the last <laughs> game. So. Who wins the late conference softball? I don't know. I mean, there's <laughs> probably four teams that are pretty close. Five teams. Five teams. <laughs> you, can't, like, you can't count. Dina was a li- well, Dina Dina was a state tournament team last year. Eddie Dina probably the I mean, Eden Prairie is a team that's – Buffalo. You know, they don't have they will be. <laughs> they don't have dominant pitching or hitting or defense, but they can do all three, but they have to do all three at the same time. That's why they don't have dominant hitting and pitching or defense. <laughs> but usually you can ride one of those pretty far, yeah, yeah. but if you need to have all three phases go on at the same time, it makes it a little more difficult. Yeah. The question is how come Lake Conference softball isn't better than they, they, they're pretty good, but they're not, you know, not it's SEC. Sports, it's the two sports in the LA Conference they, that they're never any good at, that and wrestling. Well, they, I mean, historically, I mean, Hopkins and Minnetonka have a lot of state titles to their names. Yeah, I just think. But just in the recent. They're so, like, I mean, yeah, lacrosse is really um, taking its toll on some community. I mean, just being from Egan, we've lost a lot of girls over the years to lacrosse. You look at the West yeah. Met. You look at the West Metro, <laughs> Minnetonka's had a strong lacrosse program, and Dinah's on the rise. You know, there's that sport has really taken away some of the athletes, and um, some of these areas don't have as strong as of lacrosse. And I think, or just you know, youth programs as well. Hop Hopkins they had a, they had a really nice 12U team last year, but that's you know, 
they haven't had a strong youth program. Edina's only played b-ball for a number of years. If you play b-ball, you're not going to have a great high school program eventually. Basketball, you say? No, b-ball. Like, there's A-level, A-level, B-level in, in softball. Oh, b-ball. Yeah, b-ball. Level B. Level B. So they're not playing with the big boys. Uh, Minnetonka has, like, four <coughs> different, you know, B-teams. You know, so... Uh, there's there's different thinkings. Should we have everyone play together, or should we have a great you know like A team, and then you know, and so I think some of the communities in the West Metro, they they kind of stuck in the, you know, they haven't they haven't moved up their youth programs, and then that's it's that's your you know your uh, your you know bringing kids in up through the levels, and then your feeder program. So um, I think that's some of it. It's just not as strong of feeder programs in the West Metro. So. Eric's right. I mean, when you talk about lacrosse, they're they're not looking at the youth level. They're not looking necessarily for really good lacrosse players. They're looking for really good athletes, athletes. and they'll take them whether they play hockey, softball, soccer. If you're, for if you're a good athlete, for you're going to yeah. play lacrosse. Then after that, lacrosse is they might as well just take the rest of the teams and put them in a different class. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about lacrosse next week. There's three teams in the girls okay. that only have a shot to win it. There's only three. May, uh, uh, Stillwater, Stillwater has sneaky good programs, but three. 100% three have a chance to win the state tournament. No surprise. There's nobody else has any chance. Mark it down. It's April 3rd. Fryer Lake or Blake. Well, I mean, last year was what the first year it wasn't Eden Prairie or Blake well, yep, ever. Apple Valley, and that was a pretty good Apple Valley team. Yeah, and they're all gone. They're all gone. <laughs> and the coach is gone too. They saw that. They she saw that. And she jumped overboard. <laughs> Boys is different. Boys is more balanced. There is girls is there's three teams. Well, with that. Well, and Jefferson oh, softball yeah. had to paper said to watch out for them. They got a new coach. He says they think they're, they're Jim's back. gone after all these years? Holy moly. Jim's at Gus Davis, I believe. I did not hear that. He said that he thinks Jefferson, well, he said in the winter season, Jefferson had one of the best teams out there. And they've got they've got strong softball there. They've, had, they've always they've had, had really good. They've had good group of guys. They've always had good teams and always seem to never find a way to finish at the end. They've beaten, they beaten. keep beating Chan Asin in the regular season, and then gets to the playoffs. And well, the first, the two years that Chan made state, where they were, uh, well, they made state three years, but the, the last two, it was always like, okay, it's gonna be Chan versus Jefferson, and then Jefferson would lose like a two-seven game, yeah. and then Chan would never have to face Jefferson in the playoffs, and it worked out really well for them. So, but uh, well, let's get let's get the show going. The cross. We just now we just need some green grass. Yeah, some green grass. Baseball and softball on brown on brown crusty grass. Nothing beats it. That's it for Sports for Dummies this week. I'm Eric Croucher with Tom Chardon, Todd Adlin, and Dan Huss. Rachel Minsky is our producer. For round the clock sports coverage, check out southwestnewsmedia.com.